The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by PPG, the official paint of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, it has certainly not been a quiet offseason for the Pittsburgh Penguins as we welcome you aboard into the latest episode of the Scoop Podcast presented by PPG. Jim Rutherford saying at the start of the offseason that there would be some changes, there would be some movement. He wanted to get this team back to playing at a Stanley Cup level. And we've seen hirings, we've seen firings, we've seen trades, we've seen signings. We're going to talk about one of those re-signings here on the Scoop Podcast. And joining me, of course, is Michelle Cracchiolo of Penn's Inside Scoop. Michelle, what's going on? Not a whole lot, Josh. It's been a while since we did one of these. And, and the last time, I think, was uh, the Rewind podcast yeah. series. We were talking about the past, and now we're talking about uh, the future of one of our, our players. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to talking about that and reuniting with you on the Scoop. Yeah, it's great to be back with you. And it, it's interesting, too, because Jim Rutherford, of course, a couple of years ago, as we've now, you and I have been in the, immersed in this conversation, like many of our media brethren over the last few years, who's the third line center for the Penguins? <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, Jim Rutherford acquired two guys that considerably, conceivably could have been the third line center and Nick Bugstad and Jared McCann. He traded Nick Bugstad earlier this month to the Minnesota Wild. Penguins retaining 50% of his salary in that deal. That was for a conditional draft pick. And then, of course, we find out late last week Jared McCann going to be sticking around. He, of course, was one of the question marks for the Penguins going into this offseason, being a restricted free agent and having a less than stellar ending, I think it's fair to say, personally, to the 2019-2020 season. But two-year deal, he'll be sticking around here for the Penguins. And what's your reaction to seeing him in black and gold, at least for the next two years? Yeah, I mean, when I heard the news, I was definitely excited for a number of reasons. And I think, you know, one of those reasons is that he's, uh, I think he's a great kid, first and foremost. I think he's someone that you and I enjoy talking to um, both in interviews and, and outside of interviews. He's a really, you know, candid, honest guy and, and someone who's always great to talk to. I think from that standpoint, I'm definitely excited to have him back in the locker room, back around the guys. And of course, to have Cheddar the Corgi back as well. That's <laughs> definitely, you can't forget about him. So so I think that's great. And you know, I think, Josh, the one thing that stood out to me about this deal was Jim Rutherford's comment that, um, you know, they saw improvement in, in his play this year and they feel there's more upside to his game. And I think it's easy to forget how young Jared McCann is. He's just 24 years old, but he has been around the league for a while, played for a few different teams. So I think it can be easy to forget how young he is, but, um, you know, he's already done he's done so much already in, in such a short career. And I think, you know, the future for him is super bright. And I think, you know, we've seen flashes of it. We've seen flashes of the ability that he has. It's just a matter of him putting it together, I think, on a more consistent basis. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the, the big key with him is consistency. You talk about this past year, he still had a career high 21 assists. And it really was like I said earlier, the end of the season was the flame out, you know, the, the 20 plus games without a goal, he and many others were non-existent in the postseason, so I don't think it's really fair to pin anything on him. But obviously, a lot of people look at that third-line center position and put a bigger spotlight on it. He clearly didn't necessarily excel in that role. His line with Patrick Hornquist and Patrick Marlowe wasn't particularly off the charts good in that series against Montreal either. I think that bears mentioning. But you're right. I think from a consistency perspective, you and I have seen a lot of stuff uh, away from game action that leads me to believe that there's a possibility – that he can get in the right mindset to be a consistent player in the NHL. And that's his habits, his practice habits. How often do we wait for the locker room to open? If this is, yeah. we see him and Sidney Crosby are two of the last guys working on faceoffs. When Mark Reckie was here as an assistant coach, he was picking his brain continuously. You know, I, I've seen him working with Matt Cullen when he's come back into town. This is a guy that does want to get better. He definitely, as you mentioned, he's bounced around a little bit. 
Sometimes it takes some guys, especially, you know, he's a first-round pick. I'm sure he kind of felt like his trajectory was going to shoot up a little faster than it has in reality. Uh, but sometimes it takes these guys a couple extra years to kind of find that groove and maybe having some security now knowing he's going to be here and he can prepare to be a Penguin really for the first time in his career beyond the, a year or two where he knows where he's going to be. Uh, I think that maybe will have a little bit of an impact between the ears on him. And, and I'm sure the Penguins communicated that to him as well. So I'm excited to see how he responds. And I, I do think that this guy could conceivably be the third line center. And I'm sure a lot of people roll their eyes and they hear that and are saying, well, you have a biased opinion. Well, <laughs> maybe, but also the reality is I still think he's a pretty good hockey player. Like how many times have we heard the guy say he has the hardest shot on the team? He is a guy that, you know, obviously needs to get better in the faceoff top, but what young centerman doesn't uh, defensively you could say that as well. So I think that there's work to be done, obviously, but from the potential of where he could fit in the lineup, especially now on this deal where he's making under three million a year, which is really good for the Penguins. Right. I think there's a lot to like. Yeah. And I, I agree with you in terms of just having, I think a lot of it is between the ears for him. And you know, especially now with all this uncertainty surrounding everything in life, I think for him to have this taken care of is a huge weight off his shoulders. So I think you know, that's a big thing for him. And, you know, and, and he also said, too, that, you know, the, the inconsistency he had at the end of last season, being a healthy scratch in the playoffs, all of these adversity, all this adversity he dealt with, I think, is only going to make him stronger. He said he's had a lot of talks with head coach Mike Sullivan about, um, you know, that he's almost too hard on himself in some situations, that he grips the stick too hard. He tries to fight it. It's definitely not for lack of effort. You know, in terms of, you know, when it doesn't go right on the ice, when it doesn't translate onto the ice. So it's more, he said, I need to kind of let things go. I'm pretty hard on myself when it comes to helping the team, scoring goals, things like that. So I think that's an area that, you know, everything that's happened up to this point, he can use that and draw from it and hopefully come back to Pittsburgh and, and become, you know, the, the player that we all know he can be and, and show that upside that Jim Rutherford mentioned. Because, yeah, like you said, the shot, I mean, there's a reason why uh, Sullivan put him on that second power or the first power play power play unit during training camp i mean he definitely has a lot of a lot of great tools in the toolbox just a matter of putting it all together and if he can do that i think the penguins are going to be in really good shape for that third line center position just to recap it was a two-year contract for jared mccann he was a restricted free agent so it was a re-signing but there obviously was an option where the penguins could have let him walk they decided not to do that it's going to run through the 2022 season and the average annual value 2.94 million so as we mentioned just a shade under three which for a team like the Penguins that even with the cap staying flat the next season uh, is most likely going to be hovering right around that. I think that's probably good news to get him under uh, three million, at least for the next couple of seasons. And obviously there's some other decisions to be made for Jim Rutherford as well. You have, you know, Sam Lafferty, Dominic Simone, Anthony Angelo, all restricted free agents. And then of course there's something we'll probably be talking about very often uh, whenever the decisions are made in the, I would assume near future for Jim Rutherford and his staff. The goaltenders, both Matt Murray and Tristan Jari, are restricted free agents. So uh, a little less cap space to work with now for Jim Rutherford after this McCann signing, a good signing, and obviously still other decisions that have to be made as it pertains to the team both this season and beyond. Yeah, it's definitely something where, Josh, it's, it's just never boring in the offseason for the no. Pittsburgh Penguins. There's <laughs> always there's always some sort of news, and, and I know – you know, Jim Rutherford wants to be active moving forward. I mean, he's said time and time again, the message to fans is we're not rebuilding, we're retooling. So I think, you know, they're trying to do that in a, in a cautious way where they can transition on the fly and still be a contending team because the leadership group here, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, they have they have all of that set. It's just a matter of, you know, working the pieces around it. And I know Jim Rutherford is going to do everything he can to make sure he has um, the right team that can contend for a Stanley Cup because, as you and Josh, that's always the goal, win a Stanley Cup. <laughs>
especially when you have this core here. And they've obviously done that a few times, and I'm sure they'd like to do it a few more times. And you mentioned kind of retooling on the fly, bringing in some younger faces that uh, can conceivably step in and contribute. Jared McCann, probably the Penguins hope one of those guys. He's at least a factor in the present. Someone who could be a factor in the present, but definitely is a part of the future, is last year's first-round pick, Sam Poulin, uh, 21st overall selection for the Penguins in the 2019 draft, coming out of Sherbrooke of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. You and I have had a chance to see him live in an action. I think everyone is excited to see him live in an NHL action, which hopefully is in the not-too-distant future. And we had a chance to talk to him, too, in this episode of the Scoop Podcast. Uh, a kid that you know has lived his whole life in a hockey set setting with his dad, obviously spending a decade-plus in the National Hockey League, but uh, also has carved a pretty good path for himself and I think has put himself in a position here in this Penguins organization to uh, really hit the ground running. Well, yeah, Josh, I mean, you called the games. Um in phase three training camp for the Penguins website. And I also got a chance to, to watch him play in those games and he didn't look out of place at all. It was, it was incredible. And, and I know he has the, the build of, you know, a lot of times with these young prospects, you talk about how they need to put on weight, they need to, you know, get bigger and stronger. And I think Sam's already checked all those boxes off. He has, you know, an NHL ready frame. And I think, you know, the ability is there as well. I think he's someone that we're probably not gonna see um, or we're going to see in the not so distant future, just depending on what else happens. But you know, I think it was it was cool for us to get the chance to talk to him too, because there's so much talk about his his character. And I think from the moment that the Penguins drafted him, you know, Jim Rutherford said that um, Luke Gauthier, who's the the scout that um, is based out of Quebec, was said that as well that he's a character guy. Um, Jocelyn Tebow, who is his godfather, who used to play for the Penguins, said the same thing that Sam's so mature and. And it has always been that way since, you know, from a young age. I think it was really fun for us to get the chance to, you know, talk to him not only about hockey, but, you know, about things outside of hockey as well. And just get to know him a little better because I think he's someone Penguins fans should be really excited about. And someone I think that's going to be part of that youth movement, like you said, that Jim Rutherford had mentioned after the Penguins were eliminated from the qualifying round. Well, he's only 19 years old, uh, but he did wear the C in Sherbrooke. And I think our listeners out there will be uh, probably as blown away as we were by how well-spoken he is and well-thought his answers are. This is not a teenager that just kind of rushes through his answers. He gives you some comp uh, complex, in-depth thoughts. And I think it lends itself to a pretty nice interview with what he has to say as far as, you know, getting ready to potentially join the fold in Pittsburgh, honing his game, and some off-the-ice stuff as well that, that makes him a little bit more interesting of a character as we get to know. Definitely. I, I love the parts that uh, when we were talking to him about his lake house and if he gets to drive the boat or the jet ski, things like that. So definitely getting more of a glimpse into who he is as a person, because you know normally that's something we get into during development camp, which obviously didn't happen this year. We did get a chance last year at that development camp and the prospects challenge. But, you know, the more we can get to know these guys, I think the better, the more we can get to know them as, as people and not just players is great. And, yeah, I was really blown away and impressed by the depth of his answers and, and how much he, yeah, how much thought he put into it. It was truly, I think, a pleasure for both of us to, to be able to have that conversation with him and, and have him and have that dialogue with him because, um, you know, he's, he just seems like a great kid and, and someone that I know we're excited about and Penguins fans should also be really excited about. Well, we'll waste no more time. Let's get to our interview with Sam Poulin here on the Scoop Podcast presented by PPG. Sam, thanks so much for taking the time and joining us. Great to talk with you again. Hey, no problem. Yeah, great to have you on. I know it's been a long time uh, since last year's NHL draft when you were selected 21st overall by the Penguins. Even longer, obviously, now with everything going on in the world. Uh, but the 21st pick in 2019 
how is life in this new world for you? I'm sure it didn't play out how you envisioned with your final year, you know, in Sherbrooke and the QMJHL and getting ready for everything that's ahead of you. But, you know, how's this year been like for you as far as getting the next steps in your career, both physically and mentally? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we would have liked to finish the season. Uh, we're first in Canada, so uh, we're having a tremendous year. But uh, things got to an end with uh, all the things surrounding COVID. But uh, it's part of life, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I, I was off for uh, a few months with uh, everything shut shut down and uh, all the gyms and everything were all closed. So uh, I was doing as much as I can back home. I was at my lake house for uh, – Pretty much all summer long and all the all the spring uh, with the COVID. So uh, I was working out in my garage and uh, had a shooting place there too. So um, got the most of it. But uh, now I'm I'm back uh, in Sherbrooke right now with uh, my junior team. So we're preparing for uh, our uh, 2020-21 season. So uh, things are going pretty well right now. I'm definitely familiar with that whole lake life situation. What else do you do? What else have you been or did you do while you were at the lake house to, to have some fun apart from, you know, getting ready for the season and, and training and all of that? Do you guys have a boat that you take out and, and things like that? Yeah, we have a boat. So uh, we have a boat and a jet ski. So uh, I would invite my friends over for uh, the weekend, for example. And uh, we spend, uh, we spend uh, like pretty much all the weekend on, on the water and just having fun and, um, we have a, it's a new lake house that we have, so we moved in, uh, like, I'd say six or seven months ago. We were at somewhere else before that, so uh, it was a new place for us, so it was our first summer there. But uh, we're loving it so far. It's closer from home, too, so um, I was going there as often as I could and uh, with my workout and my practices. So um, pretty much every weekend after my practice on the Friday, I would drive there. It's, like, only, like, an hour, an hour, 30, so not that long away from uh, my place. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot this summer. Are you fishermen, Sam? Do you guys get out and fish on the lake at all, or is it more just boating and jet skiing? Uh, no, I'm not really a, a fisherman. Uh, <laughs> it's, not the, it's not really a thing in the family, so uh, my dad never taught me. Or Well, I know how to fish a little bit, but I'm not <laughs> really like a pro. Plenty of lakes and rivers to uh, explore in western Pennsylvania when you get to Pittsburgh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, does your dad let you drive the boat a lot, or is that more his his duty and responsibility? Uh, not the boat, but uh, he keeps them for himself. But uh, I'm <laughs> driving the jet ski for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm having a lot of fun, uh, even though I'm not driving the boat. So. Well, you mentioned your dad. Obviously, that can segue us back into the hockey talk, a guy that I'm sure had a pretty good impact on you as far as, you know, wanting to get into the game and get involved in the game. And I know, you know, a long NHL career for him, over 600 NHL games. You were born during his stint during uh, the Montreal Canadiens run in his, towards the end of his career. But just from your perspective, you know, growing up in that kind of a situation, having that kind of a dad who, you know, played in the NHL, I'm sure the connections that come with that, the people you met, what was that like? How did that kind of mold you as far as wanting that life for yourself? Well, for sure, hockey has always been something in the family. So, um, with my mom, like, she was already used to uh, being surrounded with hockey people and uh, just living, like, a hockey life. So, um just like simple things like cooking like healthy food or uh, preparing some good snacks or uh, preparing myself to have some like 
good routine to, like, for example, go to bed early or stuff like that. Um, it's stuff that has always been, like, a part of my uh, my life and on the hockey side a little bit more. Uh, my dad, well, he was my coach when I was younger, and, um, you know, uh, we had a, uh, a ring back uh, when I was younger in the backyard, so um, every winter he would uh, go up late at night and uh, – just put some water on the ring to make sure that it was nice for the next day or so, stuff like that so I could enjoy uh, um, my winter time uh, in the backyard. So uh, I was always practicing and stuff like that. So um, it's those little details that I think made the difference uh, along the way and brought me where I am right now. So, Also, Sam, I have to ask, I mean, he played over 600 games with Hartford, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Montreal, but is it safe to assume that Montreal was your favorite team of, of your dad's, especially with you? Uh, growing up in Quebec? Uh, favorite team? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Uh, you know, they didn't have uh, like the best years when uh, I was growing up. So, um, <laughs> well, for sure I was watching them every every night when they were playing or yeah. I would go to their game. But uh, uh, I, would, I wouldn't say they were my uh, favorite team. So who was your favorite team? Uh, might, might sound crazy a little bit, but uh, I liked the Capitals a lot growing up. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I like I like Ovechkin a lot. So, Sam, do you ever let yourself think about you know when the time comes when you're in Pittsburgh, for example, a guy like Ovechkin, be on the same sheet of ice with him, play against him in meaningful divisional games, and even from the Montreal perspective, you ever let the thought creep into your mind of you know what that first game potentially going into the Bell Center would be like and everything like that? Yeah, I imagine myself there. Uh, maybe one day I was dreaming about it for sure. Uh, but sometimes it, it's like it gets crazy because uh, it seems like I'm still a kid and I'm still dreaming about it, and it seems like it's a lot like a long way from where I am. But actually, it's not really. So, um, you know, I think it'll be crazy when uh, that day will come for sure. So, uh, uh, I think it's going to be uh, something memorable. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too, Sam. I mean, you talk about memories and. I feel like you guys have already had a little bit here as far as your Penguins memories are concerned. We think about to this time last year, as we're talking now, you guys were, you know, coming back from a trip in Buffalo with the prospects challenge, the first go round for you and uh, some of these young guys in the organization. And, you know, you can't help but think about what's ahead for the Penguins because so much of the last couple decades have been what has been here. And, and obviously the star power and the championships, but there's a lot to be excited about as far as what's coming. And we've seen glimpses of that with yourself, with Nathan Lagare, a guy, you know, well with Theo Joseph, what's the relationship like between the three of you? I know you and Nathan kind of go back a little bit, but as far as understanding that when you talk about the next wave of penguins, there's a very real possibility that the three of you are going to be guys at the forefront of that. Well, uh, Nathan, I know him from a long time ago. We were playing, uh, I think it was like hockey tournaments or uh, like spring hockey. So uh, my dad uh, was like six or seven years old. Uh, he would make like a pickup of good players around the, the region and make a team and would play like uh, three or four tournaments per summer. So uh, Nathan was one of those guys. So obviously I played with them there. And um uh, our friendship started from there, and we would play soccer against each other as well in the, in the summer. So um, I know him from a long time ago, and we're uh, really good buddies. And uh, for P.O., I uh, didn't really know him before uh, coming to Pittsburgh. Well, we played against each other in the, in the queue, and I think a little bit 
growing up too, but uh, it wasn't like much of a big relationship that we have. But uh, he's a really good kid, and uh, I love spending time with him too. So uh, I think we have a pretty good uh, relationship, the three of us, and uh, it's going to be fun if we uh, play together one day. So, Sam, you mentioned uh, Nathan Legare, obviously someone you grew up with, uh, a fellow Penguins prospect. But uh, one of your line mates from Sherbrooke also recently just joined the Penguins organization, Felix Robert. Um, what was your reaction when you heard that that he was joining and, and how excited were you uh, to find out that he'd also be wearing the, the black and gold? Well, he told me like uh, maybe a week before that we had a, uh, there was like this uh, tournament in Quebec City, which is like, uh, I don't know how you call it in English, but it's like nonstop hockey. Like as soon as you score, they drop a puck. As soon as there's a, a stop or whatever, they drop a puck and there's like no stoppage. So. Uh, the both of us were uh, playing in different teams at this tournament, so uh, I think we played against each other one game, and after this game, he came into uh, her locker room, and we just talked because we didn't catch up much during the summer because of uh, COVID, and he was staying like hours away from my place, so I didn't see him really much this summer, but um, when he was in her locker room, uh, he sat next to me, and we talked about different different stuff, and one of the things that we talked was this contract that was uh, being like negotiated in a way with uh, the Penguins. So um, he told me, "Don't say that to anyone." But uh, <laughs> uh, like, there's a lot of development with that, and I'm speaking with my agents right now, make uh, something good out of it and everything. So yeah. Um, I kind of knew that something was going on, and then, like the next week or two after that, when I saw the news, I was just really excited, and I was really happy for him because he never got drafted in the NHL, never got drafted junior, um, got invited in Sherbrooke and make his place, made his place uh, through the lineup, and um, I think he was the, the first year that he was in Sherbrooke was. Uh, my brother's sentiment and my brother would just tell me that he he found that he was really good for uh for a guy that was playing like uh high school hockey or whatever i don't remember what he was playing but uh it wasn't like a big league so um he just told me that he was like invited for uh, a few games because they needed players or whatever and just told me that uh he was seeing uh some really good potential in that guy and then a year or two after when i joined the team um, right away, we started playing together with my brother, and uh, the chemistry just built up through the years. And then last year, we had a, like a tremendous year, like um, like I said, and um, it was a really big part of that success. So um, I was really happy for him, and really happy for myself that he was joining the Pittsburgh uh, organization. Yeah, because I was going to say, what is uh, what is your friendship like off the ice? And I know you you said you didn't get to hang out a whole lot this past summer, but you know during the season. Um, and how would you maybe like describe his personality, like like what he's like? Well, uh, yeah, like you said, we stay at like two hours, two hours and a half from each other, so we don't we can't really see each other much during the summer. But uh, the past couple of years, when he was in Sherbrooke, um, he was staying at like five minutes away from my billet, so uh, a lot of the time we would. Do some like um, I, I'd go uh, grab him, or you go. He would come and get me for uh, for practice or stuff like that. So we would ride together. And um, yeah, as a person, he's a 
street, nice kitty, laugh a lot. He likes to make, to make jokes and um, <laughs> he's always smiling. So uh, I think it's going to be a, a great addition to the organization. Also, too, I mean, Jim Rutherford has talked a lot about, um, you know, getting younger and bringing that new young energy in. Um, you know, when you hear something like that, I mean, obviously, I think from the moment the Penguins drafted you, you said your goal is to make the team as, as soon as possible. Um, so I know that's always been on your mind. But when you hear that, how much more added motivation does that give you uh, whenever the season does start to hopefully, you know, be a part of that and make a push for that? Well, uh, for sure, I'm motivated uh, to make that team right away. And uh, I think, like, the door is open, too, because uh, you want some youth in the team. So, um I'm preparing myself to make that team as soon as possible, and uh, hopefully it's going to be this year. But uh, if it's not, I'll go back junior and I'll get myself uh, stronger physically, stronger mentally to make sure that the next year after that I'm even more ready. So um, yeah, so I don't, I don't really think I need like to rush it because um, they're deciding of my uh, development a little bit, so they want what's best for me. So. If I'm not ready, I don't think they'll uh, make me uh, be in the lineup. So uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to take the best, the best decision for me. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give everything I got to make sure I'm, I'm ready for uh, that team this year. Yeah, and Sam, what, have, what were those conversations like with management while you were going through that whole experience in terms of where they saw your game and, and what else they want to see from you uh, moving forward into the next step? I don't think they want me to change much because they drafted me for uh, who I was and from what I bring uh, naturally. So um, they just want me to be strong physically, win my battles, and uh, skate hard and be fast. So um, I don't think they, uh, like I said, I don't think they want me to change much. So uh, there's a few details I want to add to my game personally, but uh, uh, I think I'll be pretty much the same player junior than. Uh, yeah, well, at the next level. I think it's interesting, too, when you talk about those, uh, those you know, days that you spent in training camp and the scrimmages that went on. It was fair to say, like, I called those games for the Penguins website. You didn't really look out of place out there. Uh, you know, you talked about playing big, playing fast, you know, shooting the puck, all those things you were doing. What, did it surprise you at all when you think back on that, that you were able to, you know, assimilate yourself that quickly? And I know that that's obviously a totally different setting than a, a true gameplay setting, but just being able to be out there and, and create opportunities for yourself uh, against, you know, NHL players. Were you a bit surprised at how quickly you were able to maneuver that situation? Um, not really. Cause like I said, I prepared myself uh, to make sure I was ready uh, at my best for this training camp. So um, during the pandemic, I worked on some stuff that I wanted to bring um at this training camp, if I ever got the call, and uh, I was lucky to get this call, so um, to be called up, I mean. But um, you know, uh, I believe in myself, and I know that I'm not really far away from uh, this next step. And uh, I just brought like uh, some good games there that uh, proved that I wasn't really uh, far behind behind those guys. And uh, and that I might have a, a chance in a few years, hopefully. So uh, I wasn't really surprised of what I brought to the training camp. So, Sam, we obviously just talked about what you're like on the ice as a player, off the ice as a person. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about how your 
you know, a character, a leader, mature and wise beyond your years, which is, you know, part of the reason why you were named captain of Sherbrooke last year. Um, but away from away from the rink, how do you how do you unwind and, and have fun? Like, what are your interests outside of hockey? Besides, um, obviously, you mentioned being at the lake house. But, you know, right now, now that you're in Sherbrooke, like what, what do you do to, to stay busy? Well, like I said, our, uh, our school just restarted today. So uh, most afternoon or uh, from one to four, we have school. But uh, like the previous year, like last week or uh, the week before, was uh, we had uh, like a bunch of free time. So we would hang out with the boys and just because uh, there's there's rule for uh, the COVID. We can't go anywhere. Well, we can't go everywhere and we can't do like everything that we used to do. So uh in Quebec, we have to be maximum in groups of 10, so uh, we can't be all the team together uh, at one place or just chill every, like every guy from the team. So uh, what we are doing, we play like basketball games or we hang out only like a few guys. I know it's not like optimal for uh, like team chemistry because we have a new team and um, we want to like bring everybody along as quick as possible, but uh, COVID and there's stuff that we're not used to, so. Uh, we have to adapt to the, those rules, and uh, we're trying to, uh, to have fun as much as possible, even though there's a ton of stuff going on. Like, going on so. Blainville, Quebec, where you're from. Uh, and I know that, as you said, you're you know doing the, the uh, digital schooling right now and getting everything in order for the school year. But uh, Donald Audette, I saw he's one of the famous people that calls, calls Blainville, Quebec home. Do you ever run into Donald Audette? Do you have any kind of relationship with him? I assume you, you probably remember him from his days as a Canadian, right? Yeah, but uh, my dad used to, uh, well, growing up, my brother was playing with his son, Daniel. So um, we know him pretty pretty well. And even in uh, Sherbrooke, they were playing together and they were staying in the same billet. So um, we know the family pretty well. And uh, when we were younger, we used to go to, I remember we used to go out their place for like Super Bowls event or like big event like that because uh, my dad and uh, well Donald were pretty close friends, so uh, we used to see them a lot. So yeah, I was actually going to ask too, Sam. I mean, how many of your dad's uh, old teammates um, did you know? I mean, obviously, we know Jocelyn Tybo is your godfather, which is awesome. Or is there anyone else that you're you're close with that your dad uh, maybe played with during his career? Yeah, uh, Sebastian Bordalo. Um, he's the skill coach for Nashville right now, and uh, he has a son that has one year younger than me, and he's one of my uh, best buddies. So um, I knew I knew Thomas, which is his son, when I was like 12 or 13, because uh, before that he was in Europe. For, uh, he was following his dad because he was playing in Europe back then. So. Uh, I didn't know him before that, but when we got to high school, um, he went to the same high school than me, so we kind of got a new relationship. Well, we kind of built a relationship there that uh, still lasts. Right now, he's uh, I text him pretty much every day, and uh, we hang out a lot in the summer. So uh, it's due because our dad played together a little bit too. So uh, that's awesome. Also, Sam, are you the old, like? Is it just you and your brother Nicholas, or do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister. She's uh, 25, so uh, we're three in the family. Okay, what order are you? I'm the last one. I'm the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best place to be. <laughs> are you the best athlete? Yeah. Uh, well, 
<laughs> we have other pretty, uh, well, we, we do a lot of sports. My sister used to play soccer, and uh, now she uh, trains a lot. She used to do CrossFit, but she uh, broke her arm doing it. So, um, and now she's just working out, and she's a nutritionist too, so she likes to uh, to be healthy and to uh, do all the exercise. And my brother, on his part, well, he played major junior too, and right now he's working out a lot. And he was supposed to go play in Europe this next season, but uh, with the COVID, I don't know if he's going to have a season, so he doesn't know yet if he's leaving or not. So uh, the three of us are pretty uh, pretty good athletes. So. Do you ask your sister for nutritional advice, or is that something where you guys are, are too close where you might not listen to the advice she would give you? <laughs> I use her advice a lot. Uh, I have a, well, when I don't feel well or when there's something going on, uh, for example, I don't feel good on the ice, or I have uh, issues with my body or whatever, I call her and we talk about different stuff and she helps me a lot with, uh, with those type of things. So I like to have her around. All right, Sam. Well, again, thanks so much for taking the time. I want to end on a, a different kind of a note here because we talked a lot about you, the prospect, you, the, the junior hockey player kind of growing in the Penguin system. I want you to put your scout hat on right now because the Penguins missed out on the lottery ball. Uh, last month when they were eliminated by Montreal and the New York Rangers got it and they have the number one pick in the upcoming uh, draft in October and they're most likely going to select a guy that you know pretty well you played against him in the queue you obviously are friendly with him uh, Alexi Lafreniere how good is this guy and uh, how much are you looking forward to the potential that we're going to see Poulin versus Lafreniere for years to come in the Metro division well, how good is he as a player? I think everybody knows the answer. He proved himself enough to uh, to know that he belongs to this league and he belongs to the number one pick too. So um, I played against him when I was like all the way from uh, minor hockey to major junior. Uh, and back then he wasn't like the, the best player out of everybody else. He he was like an average player when I played against him, like Pee Wee and Bantam. And then the second year Bantam, he started uh, progressing a lot. And I was in midget that year, so I didn't really play against him that year. But uh, from what I heard, he, he took a step and uh, was like a totally different player. So uh, the next year when we played against each other in midget, uh, he had a tremendous year again. And uh Ended up the season with, I don't know how many points, but like two points per game and uh, finished up like being drafted number one in the queue. So um, after that, we played against each other in junior again. And uh, it was always good matchups, but uh, most of the time they would they would beat us, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. And uh, what was the second part of your question? I can't remember. Yeah, no, that was a great answer. So I don't blame you. But, uh, just how much are you, are you looking forward to, you know, again, this is all down the line, but the potential's there that we could see a lot of Poulin versus Lafreniere in the Metro division. Yeah, that would be fun for sure. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll see this next year or whatever, but uh, hopefully, because uh, I, I know uh, he's going to make the team right of the, right of the start and he's going to be a, in the Rangers lineup, but uh, I think uh, it's going to depend on, on me if I'm joining the team right now or if it takes a few years to join that team. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's going to be going to be good matchups like we used to have uh, 
growing up. So. Well, Sam, I can tell you there are a lot of people that are looking forward to watching you develop and hopefully uh, see you in the Pittsburgh Penguins sweater, not too in the distant future as far as your uh, pro career taking off is concerned. But in the meantime, I guess we'll let you get back to your online classes because they seem to be paramount right now. But we really appreciate you taking the time <laughs> on the podcast. Thanks a lot for doing this. Hey, no problem. There he is, Sam Poulan, the Penguins' first-round pick in 2019, 21st overall selection, and certainly a big part of the future for the Penguins and possibly the present as we move forward looking ahead to the 2020-2021 regular season. Big thanks to Sam for taking the time. Of course, a big thanks to Michelle Crecciolo for lending her time here on the Scoop Podcast. Her insight earlier, great perspective on the Penguins' re-signing of Jared McCann to that two-year deal. And, of course, joining me on the interview with Sam you heard just a moment ago. We'll be back as the news and information allows here throughout the Penguin sphere and the Penguin's world of information. So be sure to keep it tuned to all the Penguin social media channels on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, of course, over our audio means. We are available on Spotify, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. And you can keep an eye on the Penguin's Twitter as the links directly to these podcasts are distributed there as well. Well, this train has officially reached the station. Thanks to everyone out there for lending us their ears yet again. We look forward to speaking with you in the near future. Until then, I'm Josh Getzoff. Be safe, stay healthy. This has been another episode of the Scoop Podcast presented by PPG. Bye-bye.